You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. This episode is brought to you by CovenantSpice.com, the fun, safe, and affordable way for Christian couples to take their sex life to the next level. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Efridge. Well, once again... It's great to be back on Sexy Marriage Radio. It is indeed, with our live audience. Yes, another one coming <laughs> to you live from the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway. So, hey, say hi, everybody. Hey. <laughs> so. they're, they're, still, they're still wiping the tears and feeling all moved from your last session, Corey. That was really, <laughs> seriously, that was amazing, my Thank friend. You. That was an amazing experience. That, and if you don't know what we're talking about because you oh, weren't here. Oh, man. Geez, sorry you missed that. Yeah, maybe you should have <laughs> made it here with us. Because this has been a fantastic couple of days thus far, and we still got more to go. Yeah, there's always next year, though. We'll be announcing the dates next week. All right, sweet. Won't we? Yeah. Yeah, let's go yeah. with that. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Let's announce the dates. I next like week. where you're going there. Let's <laughs> go with it. Okay. <laughs> well, it's uh once again, glad you're here. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend it with us, where we want to hear what's going on with you too, because that helps set the stage for future shows. And you send those emails to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And you can also jump on iTunes if you like what we got going on, because we like what we got going on, and we think there's lots of people that like what we got going on, and we want we that do. to spread as far as possible. We, we want this message out there everywhere so that everybody knows what's going on. But I have to start this show with this. Uh-oh. Whose birthday is it? Um, it is Sexy Marriage Radio's birthday. Oh! It is. Did of you know course. that? Well, we talked about it at dinner last yeah. night, but it had totally left me. <laughs> it is. October 12th, 2011 was when Sexy Marriage Radio came on the air. So it is four years four old. Four years old. How awesome, is, awesome. is that? That is so cool. So, I mean, I, I can't even imagine from when this whole thing started to well, what it is today. Yeah. Well, that was a question that I asked you at dinner last night. I was like, when you started this, <laughs> did you have any idea that we would, I mean, we talked about how many downloads that we're getting each mm -hmm. week. Right. And I had the number written down. It's an insane amount, like 20,000 every week. About that, yeah. Yeah, that is absolutely yeah. amazing. It's, absolutely It's been amazing. amazing to watch this whole journey unfold. 82,000 downloads a month. Yeah, last month was 82,000 downloads. And we hear from people worldwide. Yeah. And lots of binge listeners, lots of faithful Love followers. Love binge listeners. Yeah. And what was really cool last night, though, the thing that stands out most about our dinner together last night, as just us two couples, is uh, in spite of the fact that our, that our spouses don't necessarily listen to the show, they were so excited about what they're seeing this weekend and, yes. and the vision for the future and just seeing what all God has been doing and what he continues to do. And it's, it, it really is it was very intriguing. It really to, is to to just observe this phenomenon. Yep, it is. I think and that it meets a, a big felt need in society. Oh, it does. It does. I mean, it yeah. speaks into the void. If you look at, I mean, it, do me a favor. Go to the sexuality category. Well, no, don't do this. Um, if you look <laughs> at the sexuality category in iTunes, there is a lot of filth out there. Yeah, there's just a lot of what, how, what, you know, yeah, you might get a little bit of meat, but a whole lot of bones yeah. that you have to spit and out. It's just so, I mean, that's what we seek to do at Sexy Marriage Radio is we want to speak to the void of married couples and how they can have fantastic sex. Because I know that's what you and I both believe is that it's a huge part of married life. It's not all married life is about. 
No. But it's a big part of it. But it's a huge part. And it causes lots of pain and it causes lots of frustration when it could be causing lots of pleasure mm -hmm. and lots of fun. Mm -hmm. So Very it's true. an amazing thing. Four years. I can't thank our listeners enough. Seriously, you guys make this thing what it is. And so thank you for taking time out every week and emailing us, letting us know what's going on your wins, your losses. We love just being part of your life. Mm -hmm. so. And and we also just have to say thanks to Pam and to Greg for supporting us and encouraging us to continue doing what we do. Absolutely. Uh, because we couldn't do it without their plus, encouragement and support and there are CPAs. Yeah, plus it's fascinating <laughs> to watch them get together while we were talking at dinner and talk CPA language yeah, stuff. It was it funny was how kinda... we would say things and they then they have to decipher it for one another. They have to put it in in you know debit and credit language. <laughs> exactly. to, and then they're like, oh yeah, okay, we get it. Now I get, oh, I clear. <laughs> It's like, oh, what you talking about? And we're like, what? We're all bogged down in counselor speak. Yeah. All right. So this is this episode, enough about celebrating. Yeah. Because that's a cool thing that's worth celebrating. It is. Congratulations, Corian. But it's also um, a time to tackle some issues. Because that's that's what we try to do. We want mm -hmm. to speak into what, what really bedevils couples. Mm -hmm. What really, there's some lot of pain sometimes. There's a lot of frustration. Mm -hmm. And so this one actually is coming because at this getaway we've been having, for the past couple of days, we've had a, a question and answer box where people could just put in questions anonymously. anonymously if they want some, not anonymously. They actually signed them. Well mm -hmm. done. Um, so this one came into us about what do you do when you're confronted with or you have to deal with in your marriage one of you that takes the moral high ground? And we thought that that deserved more than a three-minute yeah. response. We decided we would do a whole show on that topic because I think that that does come up a lot, especially, obviously, among Christian couples, when yeah, one so, plays the God card. Yeah, that's it. Let's define moral high ground first. Yeah. Because there could, there could be listeners that they don't have a religious connotation or any kind of bent like that, but this still plays out. I mean, there's still true. a moral high ground because we all have some sort of something that helps define our morality. On we will only do such, or we will only go to this line, or we right. won't. I mean, so everybody has something. Sure, a moral compass. Yes, woven into the fibers of our okay. being. So, I, how, I, how would you define moral high ground as it plays out in marriage? I think that that is when, again, you use the God card to make the other person feel bad for what they want, and that you take on the persona of being holier than thou. Okay. I think that it, it's just a, a, there's a sense of spiritual superiority about your rejection of the idea that they put on the table. Okay. And if you took the Christian component or the spiritual component out, I think that still plays out in that I, the way I live right, wife, wait, the way I live my life is right. Mm. That's, I'm, I'm and, the one that's right. <laughs> you are in the wrong. Right. And I base that off of my own experience, my own belief, my own philosophy. My and own... your mind is just in the gutter. And if you, you know, if you had any common sense about you, you would realize that that is just wrong to even want to do that. And that is such an incorrect assumption that a person must be in the gutter or uh, instead of having the spiritual high ground that, that, right. that they're in the spiritual low ground of, okay. oh, that's just, that's debased thinking or whatever. No, they're just being honest. They're okay. being very open and transparent with you. I think that that was one of the emails that we got on a particular week where we were talking about, um, I think it was the, the whole topic of she had actually asked his permission to go and spend nights with a girlfriend <laughs> And we were just, you know, kind of flabbergasted right. and, and, and somebody actually emailed in and said, but you know, the one redemptive part of that whole story is that she opened up 
and admitted she what him. she was fantasizing mm-hmm. about, what she wanted to do. At least they were able to dialogue about it. She yep. didn't go behind his back and do it secretly. And so it was like, yeah, I guess that that does speak something to the level of intimacy that they had is that she brought it up. Yeah, yeah she didn't hide. Yeah, uh, and I I would like to think that he didn't take the moral high ground, but I do hope that he said, yeah, I would have a problem with that, just <laughs> simply because we so believe in monogamous well, marriage okay. relationships. So let's decipher that out, though, because – how do I determine if what the way I want things to be isn't the moral high ground? That's a really good question. <laughs> you know, because they're, they're, we all have different litmus tests that we use to determine what do I want? Right. What makes me comfortable? What, what, how do I define my life and my path? See, it, it, you just hit the nail on the head with the word comfortable. Thank I think you. that using I, my words against me there, girl. <laughs> no, no, not against you. Okay. In, in support of you, I, okay. I'm saying that Good. is totally correct. I think that the real question that the person who seems to be taking the moral high ground needs to ask themselves is: Is this really moral superiority, or is this self protection? Is this dragging me too far out of my comfort zone? Okay. Is this making me confront things that would make me uh, feel fear or anxiety or anger okay. or anything that? I don't want to fully embrace, am I just hiding behind the God screen to say, oh no, that wouldn't be holy, that wouldn't be good. I think that the whole thing of uh, God wouldn't approve is that there's an assumption there that God is anti-sex. Okay, so you're talking about specifically when we use the moral high ground with our sexuality. not And not just the moral high, the, let's say the Christian moral high ground. Okay. The, the, when people play the God card, okay. and oh, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be appropriate, uh, but yet they can't produce a scripture that forbids it. You know, they're, they're making, <laughs> true, they're making an assumption. And I, and I love Mark, was it Mark Gunger's statement about he, he can't imagine God sitting up there and looking down at a couple going, oh, myself, I can't believe they would do that. <laughs> You know, it's not like he didn't create us. Right. To, yeah, wired us this way. And one of my philosophies is that God does not despise us for the ways that we try to get our own needs met within our marriage relationship. That I just think that there's freedom in the marriage bed and that a couple needs to experiment. They need to introduce novelty. They need to stretch themselves out of their comfort zones. There needs to be a sense of either anxiety or adventure or danger or something to kind of keep things a little naughty once in a while. Because I think that as human beings, we we kind of thrive on being a little naughty or at least feeling a little naughty. I don't have any clue what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you are so, you are so (laughs) clean. You are so pure. I'm going to have to take the moral high ground on this one, Shannon, and say that I, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think that people who try to repress their naughtiness don't allow any any resemblance of naughtiness in their marriage are a lot more prone to being naughty outside of marriage. Uh-huh. That is kind of an interesting thing. I think that that is why you see so many spiritual leaders fall from grace in really drastic, ugly ways. Okay. I think that, you know, the whole Ashley Madison thing with the email addresses being released and how many pastors' email addresses were on that list and, mm-hmm. and one even committed suicide as a result of just the, the guilt and the shame of all of that. I just think that we need to understand that as human beings living in a, as fallen human beings living in a fallen world, we do have a proclivity toward a little bit of naughtiness. Sure. But if you can infuse that within the safety, the context of marriage, then you can scratch that itch without all the negative consequences falling down all over you. Okay. 
So, yeah, the moral high ground I kind of have a problem with for that reason. Um, because oftentimes, w w could you sum it all up with a lot lots of times the people that are using the moral high ground are also not being effective at looking at themselves mm -hmm. to use that well. I mean, because there is a component. I'm going to flip the other side of this. Okay. Because there is a component of I'm going to what I believe, what I want in my relationship with Pam could be seen as the moral high ground. It, it, because there is a component of, no, I'm not comfortable doing that. And, and it, I, it just feels wrong. That feels, that's beyond where I can stretch. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a difference between, do I now lord over her with my belief, or do I just own my belief? I think that's how it's different and how it plays out. Yeah, and I think that that, that bears repeating. Can you say it again? Oh, man, you do I this hate, to me You a hate lot. it when I do that to you. Because I never say it as succinctly as the first time sometimes. <laughs> and I'm always like, what was I talking about, squirrel? You know. So, <laughs> but there is a component of when I come up against what I am willing to do, because every one of us has a limit, mm -hmm. and that is defined by something probably outside of ourselves. Right. So when I come up against that, that limit, if I try to lord that over her as a powerful thing, that's the moral high ground we're talking about in a negative connotation. Yes. But if I just own it and say, you know what? No, I'm not willing to go there with you mm -hmm. because it just doesn't fit me. Mm -hmm. um, the, what comes to my mind when I was looking out in the audience, just because of what I know from some of the conversations I've had with people it, it, over this weekend, that um, let's say I've struggled with alcohol for a long time, and I'm with a partner that she, you know, she still wants to go out and drink, and I'm like, no, that doesn't fit me, so I'm not going to join you there. Mm -hmm. But if I was to say, no, I can't because you know my struggle, so you need to stay here with me, that's kind of the moral high ground being wielded mm. in a negative way, trying to manipulate, right? As opposed to if you want to go. I, okay. Mm -hmm. I'd love it if you'd stay. But, right. Because I mean, there's, there's a difference. Because I think we have to parse that out. But. And, and I think that what that boils down to is that a lot of times, I'm coming back to sex, not alcohol, uh, that we want to repress certain sexual desires. We don't want to own them. We don't want to face them. We don't want to acknowledge them. We don't want to feel them. We don't, we're just afraid of them. Because quite frankly, we were raised with a lot of fear surrounding <laughs> sex. Because... Most of us who heard messages about sex, it was all about the dangers and the consequences right. and the ugliness of it. it or if it, we heard nothing, it's filled in with fear because of the unknown. Yeah, we just assumed that, right. yeah, that that's just a very scary thing. But as we repress our own sexual desires, oftentimes we expect our spouse to do the same. When we need to acknowledge that maybe our spouse is at a much healthier place, that they're just, they don't want to repress anymore, that they're ready to express sexual desires rather okay. than repress them. But that challenges you. Are you willing to come outside your own comfort zone and express True. them as well? Or at least give your spouse the opportunity to express those in context in the marriage relationship. Well, uh, okay, because this, this is where I can flip it to, uh, because this is some of the things I love about you and I. Is So you got a partner that one of them is playing the moral high ground. I know I'm not willing to go there. And they're feeling like you should not be forcing me to do this. Well, aren't I doing the exact same thing by playing the moral high ground? It's both a manipulation, <laughs> I mean, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's this whole, no, 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 no. You are going to have to do it my way. Just like you're trying to force right. me to do it. Nope. I want you to, I want you to come to my way of thinking. 
Right. And before we go any further in this conversation, I think that it's also important to acknowledge that playing the God card is not something that the low desire spouse is always the one playing. Sometimes it's the higher desire oh, spouse. Yes. Sometimes it's the higher desire spouse saying, but this is a godly thing. We need to be doing this. You and need to do your marital duty because the scripture says so. Yeah, that wives should not, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, what that turns it? on every woman, doesn't it? Yeah, to say that, that wives right? should not withhold their bodies from no, their husbands. My wife's, my wife's saying no. Oh, okay. <laughs> that wives should submit their bodies to their husbands. Yeah, sometimes it is the higher desire spouse playing the God card. And I think that no matter which direction you go, it, it's just, a, it's an inappropriate and immature thing to do. Yeah. Is, is that a safe yes. way to put it? It's just, yes. it's, it's inappropriate and it's immature. Uh, well, now, hold on. I want to take the inappropriate out. Okay. I want to go immature. Okay. Because I think we're all in the process of developing. Okay. And so I, I like that framework a little better. Okay. I think that kind of gets a little more of, okay, yeah. Because I, I'll, I'll admit there are areas of my life I'm very childish. Mm -hmm. I know that's a shocking statement, too. Oh, I've spent three days with you. Audience. I know. So. <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm the one that's supposed to pile on you. You don't pile on me. Okay. But, so if I, but if I can look at that in the sense of, you know what, I'm in the process of maturing. Mm -hmm. that's, I, I, I like that connotation. And I want to just soften some of this message for some people because there's, there's some that will be like, no, I don't want to hear it because they hear inappropriate and they immediately shut it down because they hear it judgmental. Yeah. And I want to I want to see this in the sign in the framework of no, this isn't judgment. This is just process. Well, I think that a good question for a spouse to ask if they're the ones being put on the spot. If a spouse is saying to you, "This is what I want to try," and your immediate knee jerk reaction to that is, "Oh, but that would be displeasing to God," and and you just want to take that moral high ground of no, that, that I I want to be you know I want to keep things pure or whatever. Right. I think a really important question for you to ask that spouse who's interested in being adventurous or playful or dangerous or whatever is what would that activity represent for you? Because isn't that what it boils down? It's not about the activity itself. Uh, now, you know, granted, right. there may be some things that are specifically mentioned in scripture as being forbidden that if your spouse is saying, hey, let's go out and have a threesome, it's okay for you to take the moral high ground to say, hey, wait well, a minute, yeah. that would be acting outside of our marriage. That, that would be in introducing that, in that consequences. Goes, yeah, that goes against the character of who I am. Right. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, so with that disclaimer aside, there, yeah. granted, there are some things that a spouse suggests that, that you do need to take, mm -hmm. that, that you need to protect yourself from, right. and you need to protect your marriage relationship from. But to ask what exactly would that represent for you would be a really right. insightful question it for would. the spouse to have to answer. Because we are the only species on the planet capable of making meaning out of the things we do in our life. Right. And Every we, other species just does it because it's biologically wired that way. Right. And so much of what we do fantasize about and what we do crave is very much based on our previous experiences. And your spouse haven't ha has not had those exact same experiences. So what it would represent to you, it could represent something very, very different to your spouse. You may think, well, you should be totally game and on board with this activity. Right. This would be fun. But it represents something very, very different right. in your spouse's mind, especially if they have been abused in that particular way, then, hey, there's there's a lot of negotiating that's going to have to take place before that couple can ever be on the same page with that particular activity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, and I mean, because this would apply to all areas, wouldn't it? All topics. It really would. I mean, because I just think of how many people have uh, in our audience have um, 
bought hook, line, and sinker. Dave Ramsey's way is the only way because he's a Christian and he's proposing that's what you're supposed to do. So I better get my envelopes out. That That's spoken by Mr. Anti-Budget right here. Totally. <laughs> but I, I will say we have envelopes. <laughs> but you submitted to the process. Yeah, we because we, it works. And when, so, But it's just that whole... It's true it, about money. It, yeah, it's it, true still about, comes, it still comes down to how do we define what we do and what's our judgment based off of that. Right. And it also applies to parenting. Yep. It, it, you're right. It can apply to so many different areas of our lives. But let's bring it back down to sex. You God. I man. know. I always come back around oh, to sex. What is this show? Sexy Marriage Radio or something? Show. Okay. I know. I was actually uh, just kind of brainstorming this morning about, you know, the things that I wanted to contribute to this conversation. <laughs> the image that came to my mind is these WWJD bracelets of what would Jesus do? Okay. So when it, when it comes to sexuality, uh, you know, obviously Jesus wasn't married and therefore right. he didn't have sex because it says that he was sinless and that sex outside of marriage, according to scripture would have been sin. And so yep. we, you know, we can kind of deduce these things. However, let's contemplate the question. If Jesus had been married, <laughs> if Jesus okay. had been married, would he have been embarrassed about his sexuality? Would he, he have been ashamed to try new things? Would he have been inhibited at all? Would he have been self-protective? Would he have ever played the God card on his spouse? <laughs> One person that could. <laughs> uh, excuse me. God. No. <laughs> yeah. Would he have ever taken the moral high ground and made his spouse feel like the scum of the earth for even suggesting such a thing? Or... Would we, would he have, would he even have a, a comfort zone? I mean, would, would he even have a discomforting zone exactly. that makes it where you have to stretch and grow? Maybe it, that's why you need to Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 he already I had all that exposed and it, figured out, so he, he didn't need the pressure need that marriage ma provides to really grow up. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't need marriage to yeah. stretch him. <laughs> uh, but I think that he would have given himself completely toward the fulfillment of his spouse. Oh, absolutely. That's what he did with his entire life. Without fear. Yeah. Without anxiety. Without rejection. Well, with, no, hold on. With, uh, anxiety, there's nothing wrong with anxiety. Well, there's the difference between anxiety and tension. I think anxiety yeah, is negative and But anxiety gets is, dumped on positive. so easily as an out, and it's really not. Anxiety is just part of life. I like the word adventure better. The adventure kind of pulls okay. you out of your comfort zone, and there is tension, okay. but not necessarily like to the degree of <laughs> like not, not wanting to run. Yeah, yeah I, I can't envision Jesus wanting to run from the spouse. Okay. You know, I, I just envision that he would be totally accepting, unconditionally loving, full of grace, full of mercy, of just okay. let's, you know, I, I think that if we really want to take the moral high ground, that's the best way to do it. That that would be an appropriate way to do it. Right. Let's talk about what this represents to you. Why would this mean so Let's much talk about to you? The what would this attached to it. Yeah, and, and what would this mean to our relationship if we were to engage in that? And is that something that you'd want to do regularly, or is that just something that you want to just you know try and, yeah, and see how it goes? Because think, think about how that could play out. So you got something you want to try out in your marriage in your bed, and you you think you know your partner, but you really don't. You know, because we don't. I mean, that's right. I'm 22 years in with Pam. You're 25, 25. with mm -hmm. Greg. So you you kind of realize. I think I got a pretty good handle on who they are, but I maybe don't know all of what's going on in their life because I probably won't ever. And when you hit midlife, you're married to a totally different person anyway. The person you married is not the same person that you're you, growing I don't know old what you're with. Talking about with midlife, <laughs> yeah, because so. you're not there yet, no, <laughs> baby brother. <laughs> no way. Um, but it's still that whole idea of if you are, you know, if I want to try something or I want to do something, and my wife finally says, "You know what? No, I don't want. I'm not interested in that because that just brings back this." And now all of a sudden I had no clue 
I thought she was just moral high grounding me all along. But in reality, it's like, nope, that's trauma I don't want to face. Mm. Oh, and that there's, changes there's the, the nail on the head. There's, there's the trauma well, I don't want to face. Well, that's true. That's a good skirting of it. Good catch. That's right in your wheelhouse, by the way. Are you um, glad I didn't ask you to repeat it? I just said it. I just repeated done. it for well you. Done. Well done. <laughs> but it is one of those that that's how that's how married life plays out in real time, isn't it? Of nope, uh, uh, uh-uh. I, I didn't. No, I don't want to go there. And now, but if I have an understanding of, okay, wait, I could be a partner in this. I could be. We could create a collaborative alliance. And if you don't know what collaborative alliance is, you missed it out. Come to the, the next come getaway. To the next getaway. <laughs> but. Actually, we've done a show on collaborative alliances. I don't know mm-hmm. which number it is, but we've done it. So, but if I all of a sudden now see, okay, hold on, I could help you in this by to confront what's going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't have to do exactly what it is I'm wanting to do. That's bringing back all this flood of memories. But maybe we could talk about it. Right. Maybe we could. Maybe there's a different activity that mm-hmm. could represent the same thing and produce the same feeling in you that you're wanting. Right. Because it's the feeling that they're wanting to produce. It's not about the activity. It's what the activity sure. represents and what that representation would produce inside of them. Sure. And what I want to get across to people, and I hope that the people at the getaway have picked up from, uh, from the time we've spent thus far, and I hope if you've listened to Sexy Marriage Radio any length of time you pick up on, we're not about we want you to learn better techniques. That yeah. helps. Sure. But We've done some show on some sure, shows have. on techniques. Sure. But I want to see couples experience more of each other. Mm-hmm. Completely. Deeper. Yeah. Themselves pouring into somebody else and their partner pouring into them. And feeling totally invested and connected. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that opens up a whole new world of what could happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you get into the whole complexity of doing and being done. and giving and receiving <laughs> and, and we could do some shows on this in the future because it's fascinating stuff to kind of frame it that way uh-huh. but it's the whole idea of how do i grow as me and with you mm-hmm. and how can i foster your growth right. even if i'm not ready just yet to grow in that direction how can i be present and available to cheer you on if you're ready to grow in that direction yeah that would be a real objective stance by somebody <laughs> I, don't know. I mean I would I, that would be awesome if people would actually have that you know what I know this would be good for you it would get, take maturity it wouldn't would it take tremendous but you know what maturity. I have to say that, that Greg has demonstrated that maturity many times I like Greg I do I like Greg too <laughs> well, I'm good well, I'm really glad <laughs> you like Greg. He, he just he has a really great understanding <laughs> that he and I have very different childhood childhood experiences mm-hmm. and what floats my boat may not float his and what floats his boat may not float mine mm-hmm. but he is he is adventurous enough to just let the energy take me where I want it to take me and to not inhibit that process. Right. I, I, I can't envision God or Greg. Sorry. I get those two confused sometimes. <laughs> Talk about a Freudian slip. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to run a microphone out to Greg real quick. He is a tall man. I didn't see him as that tall, but okay. Yeah, what I was going to say is I can't envision Greg ever playing the God card on me, not in bed, right. not with our finances, not with parenting, not in anywhere well, in life right. would Greg play the God card on me. And I love that about him. And it makes me never want to play the God card on him. Even as the higher desire spouse, I would never want to play the God card on him and say, you owe me this. If, if, if you're the only place that I can get my sexual needs met, then you owe me this. But I know that some spouses have heard such painful declarations. Yeah. And that's the trouble I've got with that phraseology of you owe me. Mm, well, yeah, they, know, they may not say it in those exact words, it. but that is the sentiment. We think it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that whole, I th- we said I do. So you owe me because it, you're that the means only I one that can do this for me. Yeah. Right. Right. But 
God, that sets up the whole scenario of if I go after my wife or my partner, you know, if you're the, the, the wife with the attitude of you owe me, I completely miss the opportunity for them to willingly give. Mm-hmm. Because then if they actually give it to me, it's like, well, you only did it because you owe me. Because I demanded it. <laughs> right. And, and then you, it's like, yeah. you didn't even really want it. And it, man, it's amazing how manipulative we can be and how our minds can go. It's so different to invite someone to meet our needs, to, it's so to inspire yeah. them rather than require them yeah. to meet a sexual or emotional need in yeah. us. Here's another thought that I had as I was brainstorming, that if someone is fearing God's judgment for being a little too adventurous in bed, then I don't think that you really know God's character and nature enough that you are really trusting in him because I just can't okay. envision God having that stance. I okay. think that God is very passionate about marital romance and, and sexual uh, adventure and all that jazz. I just think that we need to get to know God a little bit better if that's really our view of God is that he's waiting to strike us down. If we right. commit one sexual act too right. many or if our orgasm is a little bit too intense or whatever, it's like, ah, I, I just, I don't that would think. Be a bad way to, wait, no, that might be an okay way to go. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? If God struck me down because my orgasm was too intense. Oh, what a way to go. <laughs> that might not be a bad way to go. I mean, come on. Quick and pleasurable. Instead I'm going of quick with and... a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> and here's, here's an, a final thought. Okay. Uh, that if we're in the business of making our spouse feel judged because uh, of what they want sexually. Right. We need or to in life. I'm going to add that. Or in or life. In life. Yes. Right. If we're playing the God card and making them feel as if you're taking the moral low ground, I'm taking the moral high ground. If it wasn't for me, where would you be? Geez, aren't you glad that I can lift you yes. up to higher spiritual Your territory? Your salvation comes through me. Uh-huh. Um, how is that any different than what Jesus was so angered by with the Pharisees attitude. Wasn't that what the Pharisees did? They made the people think that what you're, how you're living your life, what you do, the clothes you mm -hmm. wear, the activities you do on Sunday, all of that is not good enough. You need to be living a higher moral life. And that angered Jesus mm -hmm. so much. And so we just need to be really, really careful about playing that God card. And are we really totally misrepresenting God when we take that stance? Girl, you're hitting too close to home. <laughs> you, 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 you need to back up. Right. No, I'm joking. It's because that's that's a great point. I mean, that, that's the man. What would Jesus do? How would Jesus mm -hmm. respond to a spouse who wants to be adventurous? Mm -hmm. It's a really great question to ponder. It is. That's a that's a fascinating thought. I haven't even gone down that path. Yeah. I don't even know. That's kind of scary to think about. So. Glad I can challenge you in new directions, Corey <laughs> Allen. Glad you were listening today. Well, hey, I'm glad I tuned in to this show. <laughs> but that's a good... I'm interested to hear from our listeners. Yeah. Because I know this can strike home from journeys that people have had. This is going to hit deep on not just a sexual nerve, but a spiritual nerve as oh, well. Sure. And that's and the those deepest are, nerves there are. Those are usually intertwined pretty pretty well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They are. Man, so this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Well, our nurse glad you take some time out each day, each week. Spend yeah. it with us. Yeah. And we're glad that people listen over and over and over sometimes. Yeah, we want your feedback. Yes, we, we really do. want to know your thoughts, positive or negative. We so, don't care. We have thick skin. We yep. can handle it. You send those to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Or if you happen to be in the audience, you put out a little card in this little box right up here by where we're recording, and we'll answer that a little bit later today. Yeah. Looking forward to this afternoon. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So... Mm -hmm. If you got something, send it feedback to sexymarriageradio.com. We're glad you take some time out each week. It's an honor. Seriously, it's an honor to be invited into your home and into your car, into your phone, 
into your radio, whatever it is that you use to listen to us. Mm -hmm. We are glad you invite us there. So yep. wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope it leads to some fantastic moments together. Yep, and we love you for listening. Bye-bye. What a Freudian slip, huh, dear? I don't think Freud had anything to do with that one. <laughs> <laughs>